I just had my first kid. I was working construction, do $300 a day. And I was looking for something as an opportunity for a career. A buddy of mine that I went to high school with came and he was working with me. And one day he's working with us. He's like, hey, I got to leave early. I got this interview for this company. And I literally was like, I'll see you next week when he needs work, right? Well, he ended up getting the job and I, I, I ran into him. I said, hey, bro, how's that, how's that job going? He's like, dude, it's growing great. I got out of training and look at my paycheck. And I'm thinking to myself, if that dude can make that kind of money, then then I need to go there and apply because I can make a lot more money. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Nate and Brian are hanging out with you once again, and we're looking forward to jumping in with our buddy Victor Rancor today. He's going to be talking about his life story and the things that are going on in his world, which, Brian, i got to tell you, is more than I can count. The man is a whirlwind. Yeah, that guy's got a lot going on. I, f- I feel like sometimes uh, I need to text so-and-so, and I'm like, ah, I don't have time <laughs> to send a text, you know? <laughs> and I hear about something like what Victor's getting into these days where he's got, like, he's got the app, the school, the businesses. Yeah, like 16 the, of them or something? The podcast. <laughs> He's a busy dude. <laughs> and here I was having four children thinking that I was busy. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited to have him on the podcast today. We're going to be talking to him, uh, him about his life story and everything that he's working on right now. Uh, but before we do that, as we normally do, we're going to have a little bit of an introduction here. And to start that off, Brian, let's have our quote. Some people die at 25 and aren't buried until they are 75. Benjamin Franklin. Ooh. Man, that's a good one. How old is Victor? I don't, I don't know, man. We'll 30, 30 something? I think he's in his 30s. Yeah. He's, he's not old. How old are you, Brian? 42. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I was I was called in my mid-30s at the uh, at the uh, yes. one-hour convention, one-hour Ben Franklin, Mr. Sparky convention in Vegas. Yes. And I'm as a, a, mid-30s, Nate. Thank you. As a side note, uh, one of our buddies here at the office, Mr. Mike Vavrick, uh, he's been mistaken for a mid-50-year-old man, despite him being in his 30s. So yeah. shout out to you, Mike. And kind of looking in his 30s, too, actually. <laughs> hey, thank you to uh, Rob Weddle of Authority Brands for giving us a nice shout out at that conference yes. that was really cool we had to back out like the week before and it didn't end up getting to go um but we got some nice videos and pictures from friends who were there of rob weddle giving us a nice shout out from the stage so that was really cool absolutely and and speaking of uh rob you know there's another guy who's i'm sure living a busy life and that's not exactly what we're talking about living busy lives but it's it's making the most of the days that you have and that's really i think what uh well that's the opposite of what Benjamin Franklin's quote there was about, you know, dying at 25 and being buried at 75. You know, that's what we're against, right? That That's the thing we're trying not to be. It's a lot of days wasted in those 50 years. I see what you did there. Thank you. Nicely Thank done. You. Nicely done. Yeah. Vic, Victor seems like a, you know, we're, we're pretty much East coast here and Victor's on the West coast, but we're in some like Facebook groups together and stuff and get to see what he's up to all the time. And he's just a, he's just a dude who's living life, man. 
Um, there's a lot of those dudes in these, these, uh, groups, you know, like J dub Jason Walker from HVAC masters of the hustle. I'm like, this, this dude's always traveling for work, always training teams, um, you know, getting, getting the message out. And when he's not, he's on vacation with his family. It's just, you know, these guys kind of exhaust me if I'm being per- perfectly honest, but also make me feel a little bit lazy. <laughs> lazy. Yeah, that's right. I think what we're talking about is, is really potential today. The potential that lies within each one of us. That quote uh, from Ben Franklin kind of makes me think about, you know, having a, a, a 2022 Ferrari and never taking it above 35 miles an hour, right? You have all the potential in the world, all the power um, in front of you, well, behind you, excuse me, and, and all the, the possibility of momentum, but you're restricting it. And when I think about that illustration in terms of myself or, you know, for you listening in terms of yourself, I'm sure none of you are going to say like, yep, yeah, I've reached my potential. I've peaked, seen, <laughs> I've seen the top of the mountain and we're done here. So if that's the case and you think there's more to you, that you have more to offer, what's holding you back? Laziness. There oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> <There's> Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving, you know, I'm giving, we do a uh, regular presentation training here on Thursday mornings from 6.30 to 7.30 in our training room. And, you know, I, I scan the room often. And when it's time for me to call a couple people up to role play what we just talked about, um, you know, nobody wants to role play. Nobody, nobody, there's no one in there who doesn't feel nervous. What do we have in there? 50 people? Yeah. On a Thursday morning? Right. Not, and I, I bet 50 people feel extremely nervous to get up in front of that room and role play with me, who was a presentation trainer for nine years and, and for, I don't know, a decade before that was, um, you know, selling for a living, it was in front of clients for a living. And being that I've trained this for so long, I'm really good at role-playing, probably better at role-playing and training than I ever was at actually selling it at this point now. So when you have to get up and role-play with me, it's, you know, it's kind of one-sided. So everybody's nervous to do it, but you have certain techs who, who want to get up every time and they're nervous and they're like wiping their palms on their, on their, uh, Uniform pants, you know. Palms are sweaty. Yeah. There's vomit on their shirts already. Yeah. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Got it. Eight (laughs) (laughs) miles. But they, but they do it. And it, I wouldn't say it's the same people every time who go to volunteer, but it it can often be, um, you know, there one or two more will sprinkle in, but it seems to be the same people every time who start looking the opposite way when I'm calling on people to role play. And you don't see that, right? I mean, from the front it's, it's oblivious to you that people are looking outside of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as anyone who sits in my training can tell you, I don't call on the guy with his hand up. I look for the person who looks the other way or the person who's been dead silent this whole training, and I call them up. We need to just put posters around the training room that says, if you're looking at this poster, Brian is going to call you're you. You're going to be role-playing. Yeah, and yeah. then put those on the side, the back, the ceiling, the yeah. floor. <laughs> Being late is also going to up your chances of getting called up front. Oh, yeah, big time. But I don't I don't necessarily do it to punish the person. If you're late, I do it to punish you. But I, the people with their hand up who want to role-play, they're already getting a lot out of the training because they're fully engaged. They're focused on that training, and they're willing to push themselves out of a comfort zone. 
And what I might have time for two or three people tops to role play in an hour training where I need to do most of the training myself. So if I get to three people, I'm going to pick the person who is least engaged to come up there to, to try to balance the room on making sure that everyone got at least a little bit out of the training. But man, when you see the, when you see the difference in the person with their hand up, like I'll do it. I don't want to, but I'll do it. Like we'll just say John Perez, man, he gets up there every time he rubs his hands together. He's excited to be up there, but he's like, oh man, I hate this. <laughs> every time he's just like, he's happy, but he's nervous. The difference in him and his expression and the person who's trying to hide from coming to role play, and I get some people are more shy than others, but the checked out person, it's like, I, I know by how they looked in that training, what their week is going to look like. I can al- almost tell you how much money they're going to make for the week. And it's just, it's brutal to see over and over and over and over again for nine years. And I'll tell these people this when we hire them, you know, you need to be engaged in training time. You need to be doing this outside of here. You need to be in your driver's seat listening to quality, engaging material that's making you better at your job or at your family or at your home life or whatever. Um, not doing music, not barely staying awake in the training. Not to, not that you have that in my training. Of course not. But, you know, if Nate trains or somebody else. Bingo. That's, that's right. But... Just to be engaged and, and not to be a, you know, not to be an extra in somebody else's movie of life, but to be the, the starring actor in your own life. And it's, it, it is the difference to me to, I'll say like an old version of me that was like going nowhere and didn't really care. And then looking at either me now or a guy like Victor, who's just, the dude's just on fire. I mean, I'm, I'm sure not everything he does works. I'm sure he's, he takes a swing and a miss from time to time. But imagine when he's even my age, you know, what's a decade away or whatever that is. Um, or two. Or two. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> At all the successes he's going to be known for. Now, I don't know of anyone else who's done an app like what we're going to be talking about with him. I don't give it all away, but it's a big deal. It's a right. big deal, these things he's doing. And some of these things are going to be hits and some are going to be misses. But he's not going to live off his misses. He's going to live off his hits. And and he's going to keep trying and keep going for it. And whatever your job is, whatever your role is, wherever you're at in your company, the idea for me is just not to be a spectator. Get busy. Get up in there. Whatever that is, get out of your seat. Let's go. You know, Brian, one of my favorite episodes um, from the recent history here was the one we did with Doc Simpson. Uh, from what, Greybeard? Uh, Greybeard performance. Greybeard performance. From, uh, from Hunting Hitler with Tim Kennedy. Yeah. Dude, I, I love that guy because he was so real. And one of the things that I personally struggle with is like, you know, and I think we all do to some extent, we we get amped up like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it. And then, you know, life happens. Like you get tired of running. You get tired of, of, of being on all the time. Narcos releases a new season. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> just takes me right out of my game. Right. Like, hold on, I got to catch right. these ten episodes real quick. <laughs> yeah, and then before you know it, you you let off the gas a little bit, and then you're coasting, and then you stopped. And that's, I mean, I don't know. We all find ourselves there to some degree. These podcasts are designed to help, like, call that out of you, right? I don't think any of us expect 
to be on every single day for all of our lives. But man, if we can be on more than we're off, and if, and if every time that we're on, we're a little bit better than the last time, we're going to make a lot of headway there. I mean, Brian, you know, I look at you and say like, man, when you give a training, you give a training. Like, were you always that dynamic? Did you always have that gift and that ability? Were you always on? Or was there a time in your life when you were a little bit off yourself? Well, I mean, you met me straight out of rehab, buddy. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I, I meant more like, you know, well, I'll tell you, I'll how be, are you always on? I'll be frank about how, quote unquote, on I always am. Lance, Lance from, yes, heating, plumbing, heating, and air, uh, where I came into like a, this type of, of plumbing, you know, the selling tech model. Uh, Lance was my mentor there. He was our manager. It was me, Brent Buckley, <clears throat> um, a few, few other friends of the show. And he, Lance came to me and said, I want to see you as a, as a manager, like maybe a, a branch manager, uh, something like that of another location, GM or something of another location. One thing you got to start doing now to prepare for this is like getting used to be in front of the techs, giving meetings. He's like, but, but, you know, put some planning into it, put some effort into it. I, I couldn't have been more nervous, like sick to my stomach. I think it was Thursday mornings actually, which is appropriate because that's when I'm doing presentation training. That's now, funny. Yeah. That he had me doing it. Well, I was, <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was just moved to Las Vegas we spent every dime we had to get there. Mom was pregnant with our first. Uh, we're living in in my wife's parents' condo with them. And my mother-in-law had a computer with a, with a printer. And I was typing up, like, um, questionnaire, like, multiple choice, like, quizzes. So I'd go give a little training, and then we'd have a quiz on what I talked about. And I had gotten Lance to give me like, I don't know, $25 gift card or something. Maybe it was like $10 gift card. I don't remember. But for the guys who, who got perfect score, it was just anything I could do. I, I had no idea what I was doing and I knew I wasn't going to be good at it, but I was super nervous. I don't know what I did, like three or four weeks. And Lance comes to me and goes, bro, you gotta, you gotta step your meetings up, man. <laughs> nice. Like, what do you mean? Step it up. I'm giving 110% here, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, are you really? I said, yeah, this is everything. He's like, well, maybe, th maybe this wasn't meant to be. <laughs> like, is that, whoa, is that a Hallmark card? Did, did they, did <laughs> yeah, maybe they... this wasn't meant to be. <laughs> like, what's, what's the problem here, boss? What's going on? And he said he had two, uh, two text comps. Still never find out who these <clears throat> were. But uh, one day. Poor unfortunate souls. He said he had two texts come up to him and say, man, Lance, these, these, we all dread these Thursday morning meetings. They're just the worst <laughs> meeting of the week. Does he have to keep doing it? Lance wasn't much for softening things up. <laughs> just let's put it that way. And I was uh, not shocked, you know, because I I was I was putting a lot into it on the back end. Like I wanted there to be substance to these trainings, but I was not putting a lot into it in terms of presentation. And what you see in me training in whatever trainings I'm doing is I'm overcompensating in that area. I think now. I'm putting a lot into making sure that everyone is awake, making sure that they are glad they're here, and then making sure they think next week I got to get up half hour before any other day of the week to be in this training. They're at least thinking at least it's this meeting. Could be worse. We're going to have a good time in there. So that's probably what you see. A little overcompensation because of two unnamed 
probably HVAC text from Yes <laughs> Heating and Air in Las Vegas who gave me a hard time about my crappy meetings. I appreciate you sharing that though. And I think for the listeners, you know, that's that's refreshing authenticity, right? You don't have to be a top performer right now, this very moment, but you better be working your way there. You better be making improvements, those small gains. That's what we're really talking about. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of not top performer, first call I hit there. I've been hitting plumbing calls for like seven years before I got there. First plumbing call I hit there. Now that I'm being trained on presentation and, you know, I hate the word upselling, but I'm just going to use it. Um, I'm going to this door, man, huge door. Like they had all the money in the world out there in Las Vegas, you know, and I'm from Detroit. I'd, I'd never even seen, like this door is like 15 feet tall, probably weighed a thousand pounds. <laughs> I'm getting ready to knock on the frame like we do. Palms are just drenched and I'm just like, I'm shaking almost. I've hit a hundred plumbing calls before that, or probably a thousand plumbing calls before that. But this one, I'm nervous. And all they had was a Moen 1225B cartridge and a lav faucet, that single-handed lav faucet that was dripping. And I did not sell the repair cartridge. <laughs> I walked <laughs> out with aren't a goose Moen's, egg. <laughs> aren't Moen's lifetime warranty? Yeah. So you don't even have to say. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I knew that at the time. I don't remember. Maybe. Maybe I was just selling a labor repair, but whatever it was, I walked out with nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, client, uh, I don't know if they call it. I don't remember the details. I just remember walking out going, wow, I got to call my dispatcher and tell him I could not sell a faucet repair. <laughs> this is great. Way, way to come out swinging. And that was your first call at Yes. Yeah, that was my very first plumbing call at Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, two what probably a year or two later, I'm giving morning trainings on Thursdays. You know, killing it. Also, swinging a miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that there is hope for all of us, Brian. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. And, so wherever you're at, and whatever you're trying to do, and you're not perfect, and you're not not a beast yet, there could very well be a beast inside you. Just give it a minute. Absolutely. And I have to attest that your trainings, Brian, are, are some of my favorite. And I think, uh, well, I think you have a future in training regardless of whether you continue to pursue it here or outside, but you have a gift. Um, and I appreciate every time that you hold, hold session in our training room. Actually, we, uh, we had a great event in our training room this morning, just kind of talking about something off topic there. But at the time of this recording, we hosted a, an employee appreciation event uh, that was really cool. We had a bunch of people all uh, filling up the training room and uh, gave away a bunch of prizes through raffle drawing and everything. It was a great time. Yeah, it was a fun event. That's the first one we've done with the raffles. Um, I think it was a hit. Yeah, for the owners and managers listening, we had about $2,000 worth of um, gifts, and we, we had a raffle. All you have to do is be an employee, not on the management team, and show up, <clears throat> and you'd get a ticket, and the pair of that ticket would get dropped in the box and give it a shake pull the ticket and read the number and yeah. uh you could win gift cards uh some beats headphones some, some airpods apple watch uh four tickets to the baltimore aquarium an aquarium about an hour and a half from here uh the uh iFly thing yeah <clears> that <throat> indoor parachuting thing indoor skydiving skydiving not yeah. parachuting <laughs> actually did that on a birthday a couple of years ago oh nice um grand prize was a $500 spa package to the Hershey spa yeah, um, hotel, which is great that it, park. Yeah, the guy Justin Spiker who won, his wife just had a baby. What Perfect. two months ago? Month Perfect. ago, 
Justin, if you're listening, we expect you to spend that money on her, not on you. Yeah, this guy. Justin's, Justin's a big man. He's 6'4". <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah. To- told me recently he's like 300 pounds. He's, he's a big dude. And I'm picturing, I'm like, is that $250 worth of spa package because they got to roll two <laughs> tables together? Or how's- <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, just give it to mama, Justin. Don't be greedy. Not this time, buddy. Yeah. It was a great event, and uh, we hope to hold more of those types of things in our training center. But back to what you were saying, Brian, about, you know, there's a beast inside of all of us. Uh, Speaking of those types of people, Victor is absolutely one of them, and that's why we wanted to have him on the show. You know who's another one of them? Andrew Dobbins. Ah, yes. We had him on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, two, two episodes ago, we had Andrew Dobbins on from Tucson, Arizona. Intelligent Design. I love that conditioning. That was so good. Great, great episode because he was saying how he regularly sells $50,000 systems and his biggest one was $246,000 because he's a person who's not afraid to present that big quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. A lot of people listening. That's their company budget for the month. Mm. That might be their sales budget for the year personally. Yeah. So, um, reason I brought him up is it, he just happened to mention on the phone and I, I just said I'd mention it on air that if you're in the Tucson area in any kind of sales and you're looking to try HVAC sales, he's looking for somebody. I couldn't think of a, of many better people at least um, to be trained by than someone who has sold a $246,000 yeah, package. It's, it's hard, to, hard to imagine there's a lot better than that. Yeah. So if you're in the Tucson area, get, get a hold of us, uh, jump, Jump on Facebook and find us, and we'll put you through to them if you're looking to get into HVAC sales. So before we roll the guest out, I wanted to, we've done this a few times, and I thought it'd be cool to do it um, every episode. I don't know, give us some feedback if you like it or don't like it. But I wanted to read one of our reviews and uh, and uh, prompt everybody, hopefully, to fill out some reviews. This is kind of what gets us moved up the list on um, iTunes. Spotify now, you can rate it one to five stars. Just click that five-star button. But on iTunes, we'd like to see just the five-star is cool too, but all, but we like the feedback. We like to see what people like about the show. Um, yeah, give us some ideas. Yeah, sure, make that part of it. So I wanted to read one. Uh, we're just going to randomly pick a review and uh, see about reading one every week. So I picked this one. Sorry, this one was not random. I picked this one for a specific reason, <clears throat> it's HVACer is the name HVACer. Like I'm an I'm an HVACer. Nice. It said solid. It was cool to hear a jujitsu trainer on an HVAC podcast. HVAC guys always think this is an HVAC podcast. Let me tell you, boy, <laughs> something. This is a plumbing podcast. All right? <clears throat> I thought uh, it was an electrical podcast. He said, "Sorry." He said it was cool to hear a jiu-jitsu trainer on an HVAC podcast. And five stars. Cool. Appreciate it, hvac Um, The reason I like that review is because Damien Puapolo, the jiu-jitsu instructor who owns Gracie 717 here locally, the uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym, is getting his third stripe tomorrow. Nice. I guess it would be second stripe or third. I don't know. 
He is a second-degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. As of tomorrow, he will be a third-degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Nice. Shout out to you, Damien. Phil Miglaris is coming into town. No way. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to anoint him, if you will, <laughs> promote him, and they're going to have a cool ceremony and stuff. So I just wanted to say it on air. Congratulations, Damien. Uh, dude, dude busts his butt. I was in there uh, two days ago with my son. He was getting it in. And just, just the same as always. Damien's been doing this forever. Damien sees two guys practicing the move that the other black belt taught that evening, and we're sitting there chatting, and he just gets up, walks over, gets on his knees, and says, here, move your arm over here. He just can't help it. He just gets right in and starts training. Yeah. Love that. Love that interaction. Um, you know, the way he just sees two white belts training, and he's got to get over there and make sure they do it right. That's good. So, yeah, congrats to him. Nice. And thank you, HVAC Emergency Room or HVAC Er, whichever that was supposed to be. We appreciate the feedback, buddy. Well, we're looking forward to discussing uh, more of those reviews in the future. But right now, we're going to move to putting Victor Rancor in your passenger seat. Our guest today is Victor Rancor. He is the CEO of Absolute Airflow Heating and Air and also the CEO of Service Hero Academy. He's a serial entrepreneur with a knack for scaling startups to multi-million dollar businesses. He's also the co-creator of the Service Hero app, the only app-based HVAC learning platform on the market. With that, welcome to the show, Victor. Hey, thanks for having me on, Brian. How are you doing today? Great, man. Good to talk to you. Uh, we we haven't uh, actually talked in person. We've been doing some texting back and forth for, I don't know, what, a year now, I guess. Yeah, it's like a while. You know what the funny thing is, is that, we, you know, most of my friends now are, are my, my social media friends, right? So I'm so used to, I'm so used to now to have a conversation with people without ever meeting them. But by the time we meet, we're already best friends. So Yeah, it is weird. It's like, uh, I, like I didn't know this world existed with the Facebook groups and even the po industry podcasts. Um, and I hit Brent Buckley up, who's, I know a buddy of yours who I came up with under Ken at, at yes. Um, and just said, Hey man, you want to come on the podcast and talk about, you know, how we both started in our, in our selling careers together. And uh, he's like, yeah, man, I was just on a podcast. And he started talking about these different podcasts. And then he starts telling us about the Facebook groups. And um, I got in them and I'm like, wow, like the resources that techs coming into the trades have today that we didn't have uh, back in our days, like freaking amazing. Not just that, but like for ourselves to be in like your group, uh, Home Service Heroes and the other ones is like um, it's an endless wealth of resources that we get to have for free to just tap into and for us to bring guys like yourself on here to give you a platform to talk about your services that you offer for paid subscriptions is like a small thing we can do to pay that back. Yeah, man. And, and you know, obviously I, I didn't know obviously anything about the Facebook group training that stuff just a couple of years ago, starting my business and, you know, it helped me, you know, finding that, you know, helped me tremendously to be able to grow my business and just uh, to, the community, the community that we have as an industry is, is very open where, you know, back in the day, it was never like that, right? Everybody kind of held everything to their chest, close to their chest. They, you know, obviously wanted their competitive advantage and, and stuff like that. And I feel like, 
I don't know if it's a shift in the generations, just how we operate and, and everything like that, but everything is so much more open now. And, and that's what, you know, I've been trying to do is make it more of a inclusive thing rather than exclusive. Like, you know, even for, you know, like the, the training companies and like the next stars and the things like that, that have always been kind of, Hey, you're not one of us, like kind of screw you type deal where I feel like the Facebook community can just be like, Hey, this is an open community where we all learn together and, and, and there's nothing holding, not holding each other back. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's a, it's a real, as Stephen Covey would have said, it's a real abundance mentality where you're like, instead of me holding everything that I do well to myself, um, share my, my best practices with other companies and then they'll share theirs with me and then we'll all rise together and the entire industry gets better. And it's a really good look for the industry. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, I kind of rub, I rub some people the wrong way because I give away way too much. <laughs> like, everyone's like, you're going to give all that away? I'm like, dude, at the end of the day, man, there's only going to be probably one out of 10 people that know how to apply it and actually make it happen. You know, and, and it's like, I'll give you the playbook, but are you going to actually run the play? And I think that, uh, I think that's one of the mistakes that a lot of guys make is that they would rather, they would rather be, do something their way and be 100% wrong than to do it some other way that already works. And it's one of the things that I'm trying to get guys to realize, like, hey, dude, you know, there's people that have done it before you. And even for me, like, I know there's guys that have done it before me and that have done it at a high level. And, you know, it's, it's all about R&D, right? Rob and duplicate. You know, how do I rob and duplicate, you know, what these successful people are doing that I add on top of it, right? So I think if, if you guys are a technician or a, or a um, sales guy or an owner, you can't, you're not, you know, your goal is not to reinvent the wheel. It's to find out what's worked consistently over time and then how can I try to add a little tweak to improve it, right? Yeah, and I feel like it's more for the companies that, you know, we get a lot of businesses that come and um, tour our facility and want to be, you know, want to see what they can implement when they get back. Um, And it seems like, I don't know, 90% probably your math, 10% actually do, 90% do nothing. I I don't know if it's like, I just want to do it my way or if it's like implementation is really hard. Like we take for granted uh, things that we've done here and things you've done there that have been so successful. We take for granted that we have people who um, not only certain people who are visionary, but then certain people who are integrators who are very good at taking someone's vision and making it happen where they might be going back to just a bunch of negative people who don't really want anything to do with growth and now they're like they would have to do it all themselves and dragging a bunch of people uphill with them who aren't that type of people um it's probably not less about i don't want to do it and more about i don't have the tools to do it like it's just not something that can be yeah. done yeah i mean there's 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 a way to think like that but it's there's you know i think that's the negative connotation in that is that it, it is possible right it's just you have to you have to sometimes get out of your own way i got a buddy of mine up in florida and i talk to him every day the guy just can't get out of his own way man. like it's it's every day he's firing somebody he's yelling at employees he just because he wants it a certain way but he doesn't know how to implement it right and yeah. and i think you know you have to you know i'm really big on personality tests so i have everybody in my my company take personality tests because i want to know what i'm dealing with the test doesn't lie. Everybody, it is what it is. They take the test and that's who they are. And from there, you can start figuring out, okay, well, I need to get more people like this on the team. So when they take a test and they're like this, I, I need those people. And then I need I need the visionaries. Okay, so let's take the test. I'll be a visionary. So 
a lot of it comes down to, to you investing in into finding the right people, not just hiring the guy that walks in the door just because his resume looks good. I, I don't I don't read resumes. You send me a resume, it's going to go in the trash. I'm going to go off from a personality test, and then you know, and then I'm going to make some phone calls to people that know you. And that's that's how I decide if I'm going to hire somebody rather than someone lying on an interview and lying in a lying on a resume. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I got to ask, you know, when, when you're looking for that, uh, Victor, what are some of the key attributes that stick out to you in terms of this is going to be a good hire? And what are some of the red flags that come up when you're like, all right, we're done here? Um, you know, a lot of times it comes down to the, if you look at it, their organizational skills, right? So I want to, you know, are they, are they an organized person? And the, and the personality test will tell you that pretty quickly. Because you can get a bull in the China shop that's successful for a short period of time, but if they're not consistently doing things the right way and they're not meticulous on it, you're going to have a hard time with that with that employee down the road. It's it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, so in the personality test that I use, predictive predictive index, I can tell who's got the who's got that personality. And then you you also want to have a drive. You want to get drivers, right? So you got to have you got to put like my sales guys. They got to be promoters and drivers. And if and they got to be, they got to not only be promoters and drivers, but they also have to be, uh, what's it called, uh, um, organized. So you know, I've had a, you have a bunch of guys that'll come in and apply, and they'll be great sales guys, and they're off the charts on 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 their ability to sell and their ability to you know communicate with people, and and they're driven. But at the end of the day, if they're not organized, what happens is they over time it starts starts the walls start closing in, and then they start freaking out. I've seen it so many times. So like when I hire sales guys now, I have a very particular um, personality um, that I choose from, and they all, almost all my sales guys have the same exact personality, and that's what's allowed me to continuously grow and and, and cultivate a culture with great great sales guys and great employees. Well, speaking of growing, we are sort of growing ahead of where we're supposed to be in the podcast. So we want to jump back into your story and dive into exactly uh, what's been going on with you. How did you get to where you are? What drove you to get into the trades? And uh, what's your story, man? Yeah, so, you know, for the guys that don't know me, uh, you know, I haven't been doing it very long. Um, Next month, March will be, March 5th will be my seven years in the industry. Um. I was just like anybody else, man. I was early twenties. Uh, I just had my just had my first kid. I was working construction, doing day labor stuff, getting paid mostly cash under the table. Uh, you know, two three hundred dollars a day or whatever it was, and and I was looking for something as an opportunity for a career. So you know, most of my most of my life, I just you know just kind of just jump job to job and, and never really had a purpose and. Um, I was doing construction and a buddy of mine that I went to high school with came and he was working with me as a, as a day, kind of like he'd come work with us every once in a while. And one day he's working with us. He's like, Hey, I got to leave early. I got this interview for this company. And I was like, okay, like what, what is it? He's like, well, to do HVAC and they're going to, I found it on Craigslist and they're going to pay me, you know, $60,000 a year minimum. I get a truck and benefits and all this stuff. And I'm like, in my, in my head, I'm like, yeah, right, dude, I'll see you. I literally was like, I'll see you next week when you need work, right? Well, he ended up getting the job, and a couple months goes by, and I, I, I ran into him. I said, hey, bro, how's that, how's that job going? He's like, dude, it's growing great. I got out of training, and look at my paycheck. He straight told me, showed me the paycheck, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, if that dude can make that kind of money, then, then I need to go there and apply because I can make a lot more money than that guy. And uh, that's how I ended up getting into the – you know, even knowing, I didn't even know what HVAC stood for going into the in- interview. I'm like, HVAC, I, I don't know. I don't know what it stands for. I don't know what they do. 
I didn't know any of it. And I went into it's a company called Service Champions out here on the West Coast. And they're, they're the, probably the big, they're the, they're the 800 pound gorilla on the West Coast now. Um, and, you know, I went to interview there and they actually wanted to make me an installer. And I said, no, I, I don't think I want to be an installer. Like, well, you're a big guy. You're good with your hands. You did construction, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, I, I want to do what my buddy is doing because he showed me his paycheck. They're like, you know, well, that, that job involves sales. And I was like, well, you know, my whole life I've been doing sales. So, you know, before before I was doing construction, I was doing sales as a an oil change guy. I did sales as a, uh, I did phone sales, like uh, loan modifications and things like that. And I was always a really good communicator. I said, well, just give me an opportunity to be the tech. And if I suck at it, then I'll go be an installer. Um, there, they put you through training. So I went through six weeks or eight weeks of training, something like that. And during that time, I'm eating cup of noodles. It's just minimum wage. So I went from making money to making nothing for, for six to eight weeks. Uh, literally, I was, eating, I was having to borrow money from people to buy lunch and then just didn't have any money. And obviously, I got a family at home. I got a wife and a daughter. We're renting. At that point, we're living out of a room and a house. And we, we, my wife, when we got pregnant, we were, we were renting, we were running that room and it was like a party house. And then all of a sudden now we got a baby in it. So I still remember the first day they showed me the pay plan. And I said, I can make this much money selling this. And they're like, yeah. I said, okay, well just give me the truck. Cause I'm going to come back with a bunch of money. And that was my mentality. Once I saw the pay plan, I already knew I was going to make a lot of money. I told my wife, second I saw the pay plan, I said, as soon as I get out of training, you're never going to have to work a day in your life again. That's and, awesome. and that's, <laughs> Then 100% true. I mean, the first month I was in the field, I, I won Airtime 500 as a top turning tech in the country. Um, never spending, never running calls before in my life. And so I think at that month I did like a, like $35,000 in repairs out of my truck between air scrubbers and, 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 uh, fan motors and then turned over, you know, well over $100,000 my first month of the field. I think it was like, uh, in May 2015. And that's when I kind of knew. I was like, okay, well, I can do this. And they had a really good bonus plan in place. So I just kept hitting every bonus and they kept, they kept changing the bonus pan because they weren't expecting someone to actually hit the numbers. Um, <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah. So they changed every, they changed all the rules there. So, you know, the rule was if you hit, if you hit those certain numbers in your bracket, like in your, uh, your level, there's level one, two, three techs or whatever it was. If you hit your numbers two months in a row, they have to promote you. Well, I hit them the first two months in my truck, and they're like, well, we can't promote you. You've only been doing it for two months. I said, the rules say you're going to promote me, so you need to promote me now. And that was even like, so circle back to my first week in the truck. First week in the truck, you're supposed to be learning the tune-up process and not really selling anything. So they don't give, they don't give you commission your first week. They just want you to focus on learning the process. Well, I sold a ton of stuff my first week, and, and I'm like, and I go to get my paycheck, and they only paid me my hourly. I say, hey, where is my money? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I sold a lot. They're like, well, you're not supposed to be selling stuff. I was like, well, did you want me to go take that stuff out of the customer's house, or would you like to give me my money? <laughs> so you're the one that broke service champions, huh? You're the guy. <laughs> I 100%. They still got me on the wall there. So, um, so that, you know, I moved up. Two months I broke, I moved into the next level, and then another two months they moved me up to the third level. Everybody, everybody's pissed at this point, so they're thinking that I'm just like I'm lying, stealing, or cheating, and, and I'm and I'm not. I'm just literally following the process, like step by step, and and I and I know that if I follow the process, that it's going to spit out money. So that's that's just what I kept doing, and, and over and over and, and over. I, I circle back again. So I still remember I was in a ride along with a technician at Service Champions, and his name was Jason, and we get done with this call. We get done with the call and we get out in the truck and he's writing up his notes 
And I'm like, hey, dude, you didn't even offer anything to that customer. He's like, oh, they're not going to buy anything. I said, hey, do you mind if I go in and, and try to go over some options? Like, I think it was like a, uh, a UV light because there was a newer system. I'm like, do you mind if I go in there and try? And, and if I sell it, you got to pay me the commission on it. He's like, dude, if you sell it, I'll pay you the commission on it. So I go inside and, I, and I'm like, like, I'm nervous. I never pitched nothing before. And I go in there and, and, I, and I pitch it and I sell it for like, I think it was like a $1,600 repair. And I come back out to the truck and he's sitting there. I'm like, hey, dude, we, I sold the repair. We got to do it. He's like, dude, well, I already told dispatch to leave. And they gave us our next call. I'm like, but he's not want to go. <laughs> and you so, go to the next call. I'll stay here and get this commission. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, I, you know, I'm poor at that point. So I'm like, everything dollar matters to me. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get that money. And that's when I kind of knew that, you know, in this industry, you don't really have to, you don't have to be the best. You just have to outwork everybody. And, and that was always my kind of calling card is I was the guy that was going to, I outworked everybody. When I went to calls, I was pulling heat exchangers on AC tune-ups. I was, you know, opening up every single evaporator coil, crawling through every attic. I didn't want to leave there without money. Um, so, you know, that was just kind of, kind of how I, how I, how I carried myself at work. Even when I was, you know, I showed up every day. I was the guy that sat in the front row. Yeah, I was there to make money. Um, and that was it. And and that was a sponge. So my first, you know, year in the industry, all I did was I went, I didn't, I didn't drink. I didn't party. All I did was literally go home every night and study. And then I would ask on my days off if I could go ride with the best guys and see what they're doing. And I would continuously do this over, over a long period of time to where I started being better than everybody I thought was good. And Victor, and was, was that about, like, was that, were you born with that drive? Like, was that just who you were from the beginning, even before you got into the trades? I, I think so. So it's one of those things I just never, so I got really bad ADD and, and I don't focus on much. Um, and it's really hard for me to focus. But when I find something that I, you know, that I focus on, I've always, I've, whatever it is I focus on, I always, I'm always the best at it. Like it's just always been like that, you know, from playing sports or whatever it was. Um, if I just put my, if I, took the time to focus on it, it was going to grow. And, and that was what happened with it. I, I had a, you know, I got my daughter. I want my daughter out of this freaking room in a house. Right. And, and I wanted, I wanted her to have a better life and, and I found a way to do it. And I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to let anybody out hustle me or take my money from me. And, and along the way I, I built a reputation of helping everybody too. So I was the guy that was bringing right along with me. I was training guys. I was constantly doing this. So I built a, you know, a pretty big, reputation throughout the business so you know, and i'm the fastest guy that i broke like all their records they changed all the rules on how to get promoted and everything going forward and, and they kept making it harder for people because you know they're like this is this, this making us look bad right and and along the way like i said i just tried to train as many people and i think that was one of the things that that allowed me to you know start preparing myself for what i do now is like how to interact with people, how to how to motivate guys. Because I was out there motivating guys. I had no, I wasn't getting any paid for it. I just, I just enjoyed watching other people start making money. And and I still remember I was I was there one day and someone's like, you know what? I remember them saying, you are the next Leland Smith. Like you are like even when I was about maybe six months or a year in, they're like, whatever it is, because I communicated, you know, as a as a technician or whatever. I was I was there every morning communicating with the installers and and talking to them and making sure they're happy. And that's just always always been my mentality is make everybody else around me better um and so yeah so i'm about a year in the service champions and they finally you know there it's very difficult they don't let they don't want to just let anybody sell equipment like you have to go through a gauntlet to be able to sell equipment and most guys that work there will never ever get an opportunity to sell 
Uh, I don't know if you know how they, they're pricing it, but they're they're by far the most expensive on the market. So they want to make sure that whoever their their guys their sales guys that are in there are the best of the best of the best. Like there's there's no better sales team on the entire planet than I think they have at Service Champions. Wow. Period. Like it's not it's not possible. You got guys selling seven million dollars when the weather's seventy five degrees, you know, year round. And and those are the guys that I was in the room with. So as I'm as I'm going growing into the industry. I'm surrounded by some absolute freaking animals, so, you know, five, six, seven million dollar a year sales guys. And this is who we're in meetings with every day. And I would just pick and choose all the little things that I wanted from each guy and what I liked. And, and, I, and I'm very good at, I can take something, you tell me something this morning, I will go use it on the first call and make money from it. So I'm, I'm very quick to take action on stuff. And I think a lot of guys, if they'll hear, they'll hear someone talk about how they do it and they won't even go try it. You know what I mean? And um, so I moved my way up pretty fast there. Uh, within the first year, they finally they allowed me to finally start selling. And, and I still remember like every day I was begging, like, you're going to let me sell yet? Because when the sales guy came, I, it was like something like a 90 something percent that they were going to sell my job if they showed up. Because I was already telling the, I was already telling the physical customer what system they should be buying, how much it's going to cost per month. I would run the pre-qualification on financing. I was just, they walk in, the customer's like, hey, I want the gold system. I know it's like 18 grand. Uh, he already pre-qualified me for that, for that financing. Can we just go ahead and run it? Like that was the conversation when, when I turned me. And, and that's what I stress to a lot of guys that if you want to become a, you want to become a top selling tech or a top salesman in your business, become the best turn guy first. If you can't lock down the turn process to where they're selling every time you turn a lead, and what's going to happen when you go try to sell is you're going to start floundering and you're going to, you might sell one out of 10 or one out of 20 when you, you might've before you were turning six out of 10, right? Cause it's a whole different ball game going from the nice technician that's just trying to help them to the, the guy that's got to turn his hat around and become a hardcore sales guy. Right. Um, so if you, if you have the technician and you guys are trying to rush through it, I think that's the most beautiful thing that service champions does. And I do it within my business now is these guys that'll work their way up through levels they got to earn everything because it's like anything in life. If I was to give you something, Brian, are you really going to care about it? Those, but who, if you those go who pay, pay attention. Yeah. If I make you work for it and you finally get it, you ain't going to let it go. Right. And, and that's what service champions is, has bred is this mentality that like, I want to get there. I want to get there. And they're, they're super competitive and, and you know, they put these guys on these pedestals that are their sales guys. You just want to be like that. Like they separate them into different meetings. You're like, man, I just want to be in that meeting. I remember being like the first day they let me in, they're like, Hey, you're coming with us. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I was like, man, I, I made it type of deal, you know? Anyway. So we, we circle back around and you know, I'm about a year in and then they started letting me sell. And I still remember the first day they let me, they're like, okay, you can sell today. Right. And I'm like, I had a ride along with me, this guy named Shaq and Shaq, he's riding with me. And I'm like, Hey, we're selling today. Like, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, they get, they're going to let me sell. He's like, all right, let's check it out. So the first call they sent me was like an eight-year-old system, and I tore this thing apart to down to the last little piece. And they told me no. I'm like, well, they, I didn't even get to the point of quoting or anything like that. They just like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Go to the second one. They don't. They don't answer the door. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, dude. I'm like, they let me sell today. We're selling. And then the last call we get was a uh, an AC diagnostic. And I still remember. I go there and and it's uh, an AC diagnostic. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't care about the AC. I'm, I'm getting both. I'm, it was two systems. I'm getting both of these systems. So he's like, he's out there going up the AC. I'm like, I don't care about the AC. We're going up in the attic. It's 160 in the attic. And I pulled both the heat exchangers out. Coils are clogged up and I'm dragging all these parts out of the attic. He's like, what the heck are you doing, man? 
I said, dude, the, the money's not on the condenser because guess what? That condenser, there's only four or five parts that can go bad on that dang thing. We go in the ad. So no matter what, an hour from now, and I tell my guys in my training, if an hour from now, that air conditioner is still going to be broken. It ain't going to fix itself. You got to go inside and start building a case on the whole system, right? So that's why I pull heat exchangers. Show them, show them the, the, I found I'm finding two cracked heat exchangers, coils are clogged up. And then on top of that, your fan motor and your contact and your contactor or whatever it was were, were bad, right? So I, if you just tell them, hey, my, these two parts outside are bad, but you don't go and tear the inside apart and show them all the other things that are causing those parts outside to go bad, then you're not going to sell as big a ticket. So I, I always have this firm belief that, that furnaces and air conditioners and ductwork all come together. You know, I mean, it's all one thing. I like to sell everything. Um, so we get through this call and been there for two hours, tore these things apart. And I, I got this guy. He was not in any mood to buy a system. And I ended up selling it for $47,000. My very first my first job I ever sold. And I still remember it. I'm running. I don't, I've never ran the financing before. I've never, like, I've done, like, the pre-call. But I've never, like, I think I redid the hero program. I've never done any of this. Shaq is sitting there watching me. He's like, you can see, like, I'm, like, nervous but excited. And I'm, like, trying to, I'm, like, dancing on the inside because this guy's saying yes to $47,000. <laughs> Like, I'm just trying to get through this thing. And I'm just like, I'm on the phone with these people and they're asking all these questions. And I'm like, dude, come on. Can we just get this done? <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's when I knew like that day one, I was like, when I sold my first 40, you know, $47,000, my very first job I sold. I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. I called my wife and I was like, well, it's red panty night tonight. You know what I mean? So I think we, I think cause we had that commission was like 16% on $47,000. Wow. And so it was definitely a, definitely a nice day. So I worked my way up, and in that year, I ended up winning Airtime 500 uh, or Success Group or whatever it is, uh, the number one selling tech in the country, seven out of eight months that I worked at Service Champions that year. Um, and you were and running primarily maintenance calls? Only tune-ups and repairs, so no no, no estimates, no turnovers, no nothing. Um, and so it was just all my own calls, but mostly tune-ups because it's Southern California. Um, so running tune-ups, just selling, selling as much as I can and going end of that end of that summer I just came off a, a record month in September and October 1st 2017 Leland comes into the office and says and you know he come in and they, they changed our pay plan they said hey all your all the senior technicians the selling tech you're now going forward you guys are commission only technicians and we're not going to get paid for your service stuff. You're not going to get paid to run tune-ups. You're not, you, but you have to still run them. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, you want, so you want me to go run freaking five-year-old tune-ups and not make a damn penny unless I sell something? I was like, that's, that's not happening. So because it was like, it ended up being like a $47,000 a year cut to my pay. Because I got paid, to, you know, I paid, got paid $25 per tune-up we ran. And I, I also got overtime on stuff. So they took all that away to make, you, uh, make me a tech. I said, if you're going to make me commission only, I'm running leads or I'm going to be, you know, maybe running estimates or whatever. I'm not, I'm not running tune-ups for free, bro. And so that's when they kind of got in my head. And at that point I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go look at my options. And I ended up doing a, ended up doing lunch with a guy, competitor company down the street. I did breakfast with him, took me to his shop. And he says, and we get done with this, we get done with at his shop. I meet his team and all this stuff. And I go to leave and he's like, he's like, uh, He's like, let me know when you're ready. I was like, well, you never made an offer, bro. And he said, how about this? He's like, and this is like three days before my wife's birthday. It's in October. And uh, he says, how about this? Go, go home, tell your wife, pack your bags, and let's go out to my house in Hawaii. We'll go hang out for a week. And I was like, well, that sounds freaking nice. 
And I go home and tell my wife, like, hey, pack your bags. We're going to Hawaii in a couple of days. Uh, he ends up flying us out, you know, first class out to Hawaii. He ends up putting us up in a presidential suite on the North Shore of Kauai. And, and we got to go relax in, in Hawaii. And being me, like, I didn't grow up with a bunch of money. And I've never, I never experienced any of this stuff. And my, my wife's like, hmm, older white guy that invites you out to his house in Hawaii. I wonder what he wants. <laughs> it's like insane that there's freaky weird going on, you know. <laughs> and so we fly, we fly out to Hawaii. We hung out there for a weekend, and at that point, he offers me, you know, kind of a deal I couldn't refuse. He offered me, a, you know, a bunch of money up front, and then offered me a position that would put me in a, where I wanted to be, which was, you know, the the guy running leads um, behind the guys. I also was able to do training and stuff like that. So I left Service Champions, went to this company, and I got to kind of see the 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 insides of a of a well-oiled machine like service champions, right? You go from service champions where like you have everything you can possibly need, every tool, every every presentation book, like everybody. And then you go to this new place and it's like it's like the it's like a minor league baseball team from from going from the Yankees to a minor league team, you know what I mean? Uh, they don't have everything like the office is in chaos, the training is is all over the place. They're just they're literally telling the the technicians there, they told them, I don't want tools in your truck. I don't want parts on your truck. Your job is not to fix air conditioners. Your job is to create friends and sell. So this is the kind of place I went from. Service champions were like, no, you do the process. You do it right every single time. You always do right by the customer. In this place, they're like, leave your, leave your gauges in the truck. You don't need those. You just need to go in there and communicate and sell. So... So I went from that to, to this and I'm like, I'm in, I'm a little bit in shock. Right. So like, I'm like, this is a whole different, this is a whole different type of business than I'm used to. Cause I'm, you know, you've only, that's the beauty of uh, having a business where you, you groom your own technicians, right. Is that they don't get the bad habits from these other companies. They don't get to ever see it. They only know one way and it's the right way. Right. So like for me now, 95% of my staff here in California has never worked anywhere else. They've only worked for me. But they do they do things the way I want it. They don't they don't know any better, right? So you're home growing. Uh, home home growing hundred percent. Like I I don't you can you can be the best sales guy on the planet. I won't hire you if you work if you work anywhere else than my competitors. Well I'd hire I would hire from service champions, I wouldn't hire from any other my competitors around here because they just they're gonna lie, steal and cheat just how they operate. Um and I don't I don't operate like that. Um so I went there and I worked for I was at that company for ten or eleven months. I was the service manager, the sales manager. I was kind of helping as the GM. I was also the top sales guy. So I was working uh, Monday through Saturday. I would leave my house at 6 a.m. in the morning. I'd run my sales meeting at 7 a.m. Or my service meeting at 7 a.m. Be done with the service meeting, run the sales meeting. After that, go over the entire board, make sure everybody had the right, was dispatched to the right place, deal with any customer concerns. And then I would go out and sell the rest of the day. And some days I'd get home 10, 11. I've been in houses till one o'clock in the morning working for that place. And, you know, it was, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely probably the best move I've ever made because then I got to see the ins and outs of the entire business, right? Like everything. So I was running, I was running everything. The owner is living in Hawaii. I think I only saw him one time in the entire time I, I worked there one or two times. So I got to realize, I got to realize at that point, like, Hey, I think I can, I can run my own business at that point. And, and I was right. Um, and after about 10 months, I, I had a entrepreneurial seizure, uh, me and my brother and who's another guy that we soon became my partner. We're sitting, we're having, we're drinking beers and eating pizza at his pizza shop. 
and I was telling him what's going on. I'm like, Hey, I, you know, just coming off of, I just sold, I think I just came off a month where I sold $550,000 or something like that and broke the company sales record. And I was telling him like, yeah, you know, I just sold all the stuff, but this guy's messing at that point. He was messing with my little brother and my brother worked for me. And he was, he was kind of treating him pretty bad. And I was like, yeah, this guy's messing with my brother. He has, you know, he hasn't paid me my bonuses, all this stuff. He's like, why don't you just start your own business? And I'm in my head, I'm like, I never even really thought about it at that point. But I was like, yeah, I mean, I probably could. And he's like, well, I got two trucks and, you know, I can help you get all the business stuff set up. So you gain the business license and all this other stuff. And I'm like, cool, if you can do that, let's, let's do it. And literally five days later, um, from the day we made the decision, five days later, we launched Absolute Airflow. We had to come up with a name, all this stuff. And literally five days, I had no plan on starting a business. I didn't have a contractor's license. I just knew I didn't want to work for this guy anymore. And, and I was, I'll just figure it out. So day one, I hired four employees. Um, and four employees, we just, I started texting everybody that is in my phone book that are in my phone. Hey, this is Victor. I started an AC business. Blah, blah, blah. Let me know if you need anything. And this is August 2018. And sure enough, like people started texting back. Oh yeah, my buddy needs an AC or I need this or that or whatever. And so I can think like two days into starting that, we, I, I went and sold our first job. And the second I sold that job, I was like, I can't work for this guy anymore. So I went in, we were doing the install that morning. And I was like, you know what? Through this, I went and I just, I, I told my, I called my brother. I was like, hey, we're done. Dude. Let's, just, let's just go 100% into this thing. And that's what we did. We wouldn't quit. And it was a bad decision on my part because I was about five days away from like a $10,000 bonus <laughs> from the month before. But I was like, I, I'm one of those type of people that I, I can't do anything with one foot in. It's like, hey, if I'm doing it, we're doing it 100 miles an hour. And we're going to do it the right way. Uh, so I just couldn't, I couldn't wait. So I just quit. And the guy's in shock. Like, what do you mean you're quitting? Can't believe we're doing this to my family and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, I can't believe the way you're treating my family. So you can go kick rocks. Um, so I started the business day one. I knew I didn't want to be a, I didn't want to be the technician. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in the field. I was down to still run sales calls, but I knew day one that I definitely didn't want to install and definitely didn't want to do service calls. So I just hired people day one. And then within our first four months or well, the first two months, we operate out of the pizza shop parking lot. So we'd meet there every morning and that's where we would set up load equipment. I had to buy equipment from my friends because I didn't have a license. So I'd buy equipment through my friends and and about two months in, my friend's like, dude, you're buying more equipment than me. And I'm like, dude, I, I don't know. He's like, how are you so busy? You don't even have a license. I'm like, I, I just a hustler, man. So like we're, we're knocking on doors. We're selling door hangers. My, at my buddy's pizza shop, we put flyers on every pizza box. Um, and just trying to figure out any way to make the phones ring. Uh, within, we started August, the beginning of August 2018 until January 1st. We did over a million dollars in sales in four, our first four months of business. Good grief. And, and we didn't have a license yet. So we get, we get out of 2000 and get out of 2018 going into 2019. I, I finally got my license in January, like middle of January, 2019. They just kept kicking it back. But at that point, I hadn't been doing HVAC long enough to even qualify. So I had to, I had to make up some stuff on my, on my application to be able to even qualify to get a license. <laughs> um, so I finally got qualified. And at that point I had, uh, had a competitor of mine really just bullying me, just trying to like, he's like, oh, it would be really shame if somebody rolled up on one of your jobs and you don't have a license and threatening me and all kinds of stuff. And, and he's, uh, he was trying to, he was bullying me. He, he bullied me the first year and a half in business is constantly. 
constantly texting me, constantly threatening me, telling me that, you know, these vendors aren't going to sell to me and all this stuff. Right. So I dealt with the, I dealt with that guy and then we started hitting him in the mouth, uh, 2019. Uh, I started hiring some of the best guys in the country. I hired two other guys that were airtime 500 top selling techs in the country in March, 2019. Uh, I just, at that point I was like hiring just studs and everybody around me is like, this guy is not messing around. And then we started taking everybody's lunch. Like we started selling behind we, all the big guys were taking jobs from them after job, after job, after job. And then that year we took that business. We went our first calendar year. We did over $5 million in revenue. Um, and like I said, this is a startup business. So at that point we kind of knew that, you know, I kind of knew that I had something going. Uh, didn't know what yet. I know that I know that I had something. And then also the, that year I decided to start posting all my stuff on social media. So I started getting a big following because people are like, dude, this guy's, you know, nine months into business and he's got, you know, 25 trucks on the road and all this stuff going on, right? And he's got, he's got a big, this new building he's living into. So I just kind of started documenting everything that I did, which kind of grew my, my stigma, I guess, or like it grew my, my, uh, my influence. You know, so a lot of people started following me and, and asking me questions and pointers on how I was growing so fast. And the, the secret was is that I was growing so fast because I was broke. I just invested every penny and I'd only pay myself whatever the bare minimum was that I needed to survive. So as long as I could pay my bills, I could pay my whatever I needed. That's all I that's all I care, cared about. Every other penny went into my business. I, every time I got a big deal, I'd go buy a new truck or I'd hire a new employee or do this or that. Where most people, when they first start out, they want to kind of hold on to the money. And, and it later did catch up to me, but that's how I was able to grow so fast. I just reinvested every penny. I didn't really care. Every single, every time I made money, I was like, I'm going to invest in this. I'm going to invest in radio. I'm going to invest in whatever it was. And that's what allowed me to keep growing my business. So heading into 2020, you know, just like everybody else, I was excited. I'm like, you were going to do like, we were, we had a goal to do 15 to 20 million our second year in business. And we would have done it um, until COVID hit. And as a new business, like I was telling you guys, I invested every penny back into the business. Well, I didn't save any money for a rainy day. And that rainy day came in March, 2020, right? And I remember I just dropped $80,000 on a radio campaign on multiple different stations for March, 2020. And I got, like I dropped the money on March 7th. And then by like March 14th, the whole country shut down and oh, nobody was calling any. Yeah. So that was all my money. I gambled it all and, and nothing came back. So we had the big companies around that had the money, the cash to get through the Gettles and the service champions and the other companies who had the cash to get through a hiccup, right? Well, they saw that I was weak at that point, right? And they started picking off all my guys. So I'm just begging everybody to stay. I said, just trust me, we'll get through this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm answering my own phones. I can't get call center reps to show up to work. And and my technicians are getting picked off, getting, you know, some of the guys are getting $10,000 signing bonuses from these big companies just because they're trying to take me out of business, right? And, you know, a lot of guys, a good amount of guys still stayed with me and they stuck by me. And, and now, you know, I'm very grateful for those guys. But, um, at that point, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I thought we were going to go bankrupt. And, and then we're all waiting on those PPP loans and all these other things coming through. And they came through. And at that point, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm never going to allow myself to get in that position again. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, so that's kind of how I grew the business. And now we're, we're, we just hit year three in August. Um, we did over a little bit under 15 million last year. And this year we're, we're pacing for probably 16 to $20 million out of our location here in, in Southern California. 
Well, congratulations, man. That is that is quite a story, and the the drive, the ups, the downs, the you know everything that came with it. it that's that's incredible. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of stuff in between there. So I'm in the I'm in the process of writing my first book. And oh, nice. There's a lot of that people are like like there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, and I tell people now we're like you know we're like absolute airflow 5.0 at this point because we've changed so much in three and a half years with so many growing pains and there's so many things you go through that you know most guys will never talk about you know they you know a lot of guys might have went through it but they don't have that they don't talk about it so then there's a stigma to other guys that when they're going through it that they think they're they're doing something wrong or they're losers because they're not growing as fast and stuff like that so i'm really big on being very transparent and the struggles that i've gone through the, the good the bad and the ugly and I figure the more people that are transparent about what's going on, it, it, it's not, it's going to get guys to, to, to think, you know, they're, they're not wrong. They're not messing up. And I want other people to realize that, you know, even the best guys, the guys that you see, they, they failed at some point and they just don't talk about it, but it's okay to talk about failing, you know? That level of transparency, Victor, is that something that like you grew up with, you know, or, or maybe you grew up with the opposite of that? I'm just curious, like, a lot of guys who would have your type of drive and your type of motivation to start a business from scratch and like, let's go from here um, might tend to be a little bit more protective, keeping the cars close to the vest, but you know, you're wide open about everything, writing it down, being a book, helping other people. Like, did that come from something in your childhood or, or was there something that clicked along the way that you said, you know, this is who I want to be? I think it was just kind of clicked, man. Like I, you know, like I've always, even like I start going back to when I've any job I've ever done, I've always been the, uh, the leader, the the trainer, the whatever it is, like I've always I've always been the one to help as many people as I can, and, and I think that's it's just who I am as inherently who I am, you know. And, and sometimes I'm taking advantage of some stuff like that, but um, a lot of times, you know, even even now I get taken advantage of, you know, by by sponsors and vendors, and they you know they start talking about their stuff, and they they're not cutting me a check, and they're making millions. I've had companies make millions of dollars off my name already. Uh, just because I was just trying to help them, and then didn't, I didn't think about it in my head. Like, man, I just made those guys rich, and, and I, they got I got nothing out of it, you know. But yeah. it's, it's who I am, and and I I can't really change it. And that's kind of you know where what's led to where I'm at now. Um, you know, and you guys talked about the Hero app and and the sales training and stuff that we're doing now, and and that that was also you know that's also part of part of my story, right? Like my my story has always been is that I want to give as many people as possible the same opportunities that I got because most guys and the guys that are probably listening to this will never ever ever in their career get an opportunity to work for a great company like service champions or be around sales guys that I've been around and the level of talent and the level of just overall knowledge of how to do how to do sales and how to run service calls how to generate money you know I got you know buddy of mine a mentor of mine uh, Daniel Royce he made a million dollars last year selling air conditioning Okay, selling air conditioning, not as an owner, but as a salesman running calls for a business. He made over a million dollars last year. So it's one of those Amazing. things that wanted people to understand that it's possible as long as you put a, as long as you have the right process in place and the right mindset in place, then, you know, pretty much anything you want in this industry is possible. So that's a good segue, Victor. And, and I understand um, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you was about the software piece because you're right. Uh, many people, in fact, probably the majority of people will not have the level of experience that you have gained over well, even a short amount of time, uh, much less a, a lifetime, right? And so they are kind of 
on their own track as far as learning and improving. And you know how the, the story goes, which typically when the bar gets raised, you get a little bit better and then somebody else raises the bar and you get a little bit better. But if nobody's raising those bars, you kind of get to the top of the ladder and not everybody is built to start making their own, their own ladder like that. So yeah, and, and is I that think that's one of the things I went from, you know, circling back is that when I went from service champion to the, to the next business, right. I went from being a small fish in a big pond to the big fish in a little pond. Right? right. Like I was, I was the end all be all. There was nobody teaching me anything at that point. And before it was like, we were all teaching each other. Like we were all learning different tricks and stuff from each other. And then I go to the place where I'm the only one that has the tricks and I got to teach the tricks. You know, so it's definitely different, different, uh, different uh, animal at that point. So is that, is that where the motivation came behind the app? Let's talk about that. What, what is the purpose of the app? It's, it's what's the name of it and what are we doing? So the app was an idea. So the whole thing came about in March, 2021. I, I remember it was a Saturday, Saturday morning. I'm sitting at home and I think I sit on the toilet to be honest. And my <laughs> best ideas come from. <laughs> and I sit on the toilet, and I, and I got up there, and I'm like, I actually made the post while I sitting on the toilet. And I said, hey, who would want to fly out to California and come do sales training with me? And it was like, I think I was charging 3500 bucks. And I was like, let's see who wants to come. And, and if it's, if they want to come, then it's worth my time at $3,500. Well, I got 20 people in the first hour and a half that said, yeah, I'm in. Because I go out to my wife, and I'm like, well, we got 20 people at $3,500, you know. 20 times 3,500, I don't know how much that is, but at $70,000, I'm going to make it two days, babe. Like, that's crazy, right? <laughs> I never, like, I never even thought about that, right? And, you know, we did the first training, and everybody that was in there was like, literally, like, if you had talked to anybody, they're like, some of these guys have been doing this for 20 years, and they're like, this is what you do? They're like, no wonder you make so much money. No wonder your business is growing so fast. And they were just amazed about the just the nuances and the and the details that I put into the sales process. And so I teach a lot of the, the psychology behind the sell. A lot of sales guys will tell you how to do something, but they don't tell you the why behind it. And if you don't know why you're doing something, you're never going to con- continuously do it over and over. So one of the things that I teach in all my sales classes is the why behind what I'm doing. Every single thing that I do or say inside of a house is leading towards what I want at the end, which is them to sign a check to me. Okay. And, and I, and I went through this training class and just the amount of knowledge that these guys didn't have where I thought that was just normal. I thought like everybody knew this stuff and I started realizing they didn't. And then, you know, I kept having sales classes and this is, you know, going into March and, you know, March, I ended up having two more sales classes and going into April, my, my dad, I remember I was doing a training class. My dad passed away in April last year and I was doing a training class and I was trying to explain to my dad, like, and, and so March we did this. And I also, at the same time, I decided, Hey, I want to throw this big event in Vegas. So I decided I wanted to throw a big, a big, uh, sales training event in Vegas. So it's funny because you brought up Brent Buckley. I called up Brent and I said, hey, you know, actually Brent messaged me on, on Instagram. He's like, hey, we should do a training together. I was like, yeah, we should. And I was like, you know what would be cool? Let's see if anybody would want to come to a training in Vegas with us. You know, me and you will run out of room in Vegas and we'll just we'll invite some guys and see who wants to come, right? Well, this is the end of March 2021 when we decided to do this. And sure, sure enough, we started selling a bunch of tickets to that. Like I think we're on to something, and that event ended up going turning from you know us doing sales training to all of a sudden I'm on stage with Grant Cardone and all this stuff. But 
But beyond that, we, we started doing these sales classes and I'm like, dude, people love it. But I also knew that, you know, people are calling me, hey, they want me to come do on-site. They want me to come out to their shops and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I got three kids at home. I don't want to travel all over the country. I don't want to be like Jason Walker and, and every week I'm in a new city. That's just not, that's not how, I'm, how I imagine my life. I'm like, I got my AC business, I have this other stuff that I enjoy. I genuinely enjoy the sales training. Like if, if I had to, if I had to choose one or the other, I'm going to choose the sales training every day of the week. Cause it just, it, it, it gives me a passion. It gives me passion. And that's what you're, you're kind of look for as an entrepreneur is just something to have passion about. So I knew I didn't want to travel. And I was trying to think of like, how can I get in front of the mass? How can I help as many people as freaking possible? And I started thinking of a, of an app and I'm like, what if someone had an app where they can go inside the app and they can watch a video on how do I install a, how do I install a capacity? How do I install a fan motor? How do I sell a capacitor? How do I convince a customer to buy a new fan motor when it just got leaky oil and it's still working? How do I overcome objections? How do, what, how, what's the process inside the house? And I started thinking about this stuff and I was like, what if I can make an app in video form, really quick to the point videos, they can watch it in their truck before they go in and pitch this product to the customer. So I got off the toilet and I'm like, yeah, I got an idea. And I started texting people, hey, do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a good idea? And I think I texted like 30 people. They're like, dude, if you make that, you're going to become rich. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I don't know what the process is behind building an app or any of that stuff. So I called my, my business partner, Garrett. I said, hey, dude, like, I got this idea. What do you think? He's like, dude, he's like, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And so we went full board into that. Um, in April last year, we started, we started, uh, the process of building an app and building out videos. And, uh, and so I, you know, I called my videographer, the videographer I had hired him full time. I called my brother. My brother was working in the oil refinery and, and he hated that job because he never got to see anybody. And this was the same time that my dad's passing away. And my brother's like, dude, like I would rather, I would rather make a little bit less money, but be able to see my, be around my family and not be missing any more stuff. So my brother came to work for me and he ended up coming in as a, as a technical trainer and the guy that shoots all the technical stuff in the videos. And so we hired him on full time. So we had to, throughout last summer, we had to, we still had to sell as much as possible because we're still paying, I'm paying my brother's salary. I'm paying a videographer full time. And then we're also paying all this money to build out this app. So last year I'm dealing with, you know, a lot of people don't realize the amount of time, energy and money that went into building this thing. So, I mean, we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, building this thing out. And, and during that time, and at the same time, we're going through, we're planning this event where we had to come out of, I had to come out of pocket of like $500,000 for this event before, before the event happened. So I had to, I had to pay $250,000 in Grant Cardone. I had to pay for room and all that stuff. So I'm out of pocket. All this money on the app. The app's taking forever to build. We're dealing with these these people in the in the Middle East that are trying to make these things that are on different time zones than us. So we're answering calls at like 10, 11 o'clock at night or one in the morning, jumping on calls with these people trying to work through this app. Um, they're sucking at it. They're not doing good. At this point, we're like, dude, are we gonna be? Are we gonna run out of money? So I'm I'm doing. I'm running. I'm doing on-site trainings. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm and bringing in obviously money and all the money is going into feeding this app because we're like we gotta we gotta have cash coming in so i was doing all this stuff and I, I personally i wasn't making any money because I'm, I'm putting everything i had back into this back into this app and this other stuff so finally october or like september uh the events in end of october these app developers still had not finished the app they told us it was going to be done in like june or july 
So we're out all this money. The app's not done. That's when my business partner, Garrett, said, you know what? I'm going to learn how to build an app. So he went and taught himself how to build an app and built us the Hero app within a month and a half. What? He's never, he's never, he's never built an app before, and he just figured out how to do it and built the damn thing, which is, you know, which is obviously impressive. But he, that's who he is. He's really – he's real mechanic. Like, he's, he's a – I always say he's like the Wozniak and I'm the Steve Jobs. Gotcha. Like I'm the visionary stuff, but he knows how to make it happen. And he built this app. But the the sad part is we got to our event in Vegas and we have, you know, five hundred people out there and we have nothing to sell them. <laughs> like we just wasted all this money on this event and we you know, the goal was to have the app ready so we be able to sell launch the app at the event and you know, obviously recoup some of the cash. Well, app wasn't ready till November, like two weeks after the event, it was finally ready, and we finally rolled it out. So, but yeah, the idea is the app is called the Service Service Hero Academy app, and the idea is how can I take high level training and get it to the masses? And so inside there, you're going to find I think we're over 300 videos now. Inside there, they're going to be everything from you know doing doing repairs. How do I do the repairs? How do I perform the repairs? How do I run a tune up? How do I run an estimate? How do I run a service call? How do I build urgency? How do I overcome objections? How do I pitch IQ? How do I pitch ducting? How do I do all these things are in there inside these videos. Uh, we also have a uh, NATE certification uh, training in there. So you'll be able to go through there, go through all the tests. You should be able to pass the NATE easily. Uh, we also have EPA testing in there. So you can go in there, you put your new guys through the EPA testing and then get EPA certified. Uh, and then we're just still building on it. So it's one of those things where it's like a, a never ending project. And then also inside there, we have uh, plumbing videos. Next month, we'll have, you know, how do I install halos? How do I install water heaters? How do I do water heater flushes? How do I run drain calls? And we're doing a bunch of plumbing training in there. I think we have about 100 videos dropping next month on that. And and then we just, like I said, we just wanted to make something that it was it was inclusive rather than, ex- you know, exclusive where you can't, you know, most of these training companies, you have to pay $30,000 a year to get access to their training. And I'm like, well, how can I cut that out and make it affordable so we we have our business where you can buy it for your business where it's like depending on the size of your company it ranges from like 245 a month to to a thousand dollars a month uh, depending on how many employees you have or you as an individual user if you're the single technician or the single sales guy that just really wants to learn and wants to get better uh, you can go through the apple store or the play store and you can actually buy it through there for like 49 dollars a month as an individual user and the guys that are buying it, I mean, the, the amount of reviews, the amount of text messages, the amount of stuff that I'm getting back, like the feedback, I, I got guys that are like, dude, I've, I've sold more in January than I've ever sold in June. Or I've, uh, I put up, I broke our company sales record in December, or I, I've literally, I've never sold over a hundred grand in my life in a month and I'm selling $300,000 a month now. Awesome. Like that's the, that's the impact and the text messages and response that I get from it. And it's kind of crazy. It's, my buddy called me the other day. He's in uh, he's in Texas, and he said, "Hey, I just wanted to tell you something." He's like, "This is really weird. Did you refer anybody over to me to to get hired?" And I was like, "No, I didn't refer anybody." He's like, "He's like, you won't believe this." So I get a I got this guy. He comes in for an interview, brings his resume, and the top thing on his resume is that he bought the Service Hero Academy app and watched all the videos. And he's going on and on and on about how he knows. He's, you know, he's gone through Victor's training and all this stuff. And my buddy's like, I cannot believe this crap. <laughs> he's like, people are coming in like it's a, it's a certification to go through all your training videos. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. 
Have you um, have you had a lot of other stories like that where you, I'm sure you're not always getting the referral back, but you know maybe you get it in testimonies like on review sites or things like that. There, there's some, I have just countless man, countless text messages. I have people just yesterday or just this morning I got one. That guy, this guy up in Indiana, he's like my son who couldn't sell nothing now is selling hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, and then and the companies in our market are asking him to come do sales training for them. <laughs> and, awesome. just stuff like that. and it's like it, it's crazy and, and it's how I envision the impact um, I did envision um, more people buying it like we, we have I think we have 800 users on it now but that's just a small small amount of companies only a couple hundred companies and there's you know tens of thousands nationwide so now it's just as a as a company we're just trying to figure out how do we get in front of more people because I can tell you right now Brian that if if I had two people come apply I had a guy that said, "Hey, I've watched every every video on the on the Circuit Show app, and I've done all the tests. So there's obviously there's tests and stuff after the videos. Um, I've I've gone through everything on the Circuit Show app, and I had another guy that says, "Hey, I just got out of trade school, and I got my EPA. I'm going to hire the Service Hero guy over the guy that kind of got out of the trade school that spent all his money. Wow! Um, because the guy that's watched the app has learned how to communicate, learn how to how to run calls, how to do stuff. When you take a guy out of these trade schools that are complete shams." They don't even know how to. They don't even know how to change capacitors half the time. They go, "I got my EPA certification." I'm like, "Whoop de do! I've been doing this for seven years, and no one's ever asked to see my EPA." Right, and it doesn't you teach know? you how to run a service call. I mean, it barely teaches you anything getting an EPA. They don't know how to, teach you how to communicate. These are the important things. So, one of the things I'm working on is trying to get get my app as a tool to be used in every every uh, tech tech school nationwide. Um, and I'm in some high level conversations with people. Um, through that to be able to bring it in because I think that if they want their students to be successful, they need to give them the tools to be successful. And if they want to teach them the technical side of school, that's fine, but they also need to be doing stuff where they learn how to communicate because that's the, that's the important part if you're hiring somebody, right? So let me, let me ask you for our, for our audience or say me, you know, a few years ago as a, as a plumber and is, is this for HVAC only? Is it for plumbers and electricians or who, who's the market? It's anybody that wants to learn how to sell more. So as far as like the technical videos right now, they're all HVAC. Um, we have the plumbing technical videos. Will be, or we have a deadline on March 1st to launch all the plumbing videos. But all the other stuff in there, how I run a, how I run a, 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 a tune-up on HVAC, it should be the same way that people run a tune-up or run a service call or a water heater flush on plumbing, right? Or on electrical. It's just a level of service and a level of, you know, getting the customer involved and making them understand that you are the best, right? And, and that's one of the things that I that I do is that I, I teach the guys how to bring the customer along for the, for the ride, creating experience, and then along the way, the, I teach them how to how to get the customer to sell themselves, right? Because a lot of guys they go in and they're they're just like ninjas in the house; they don't even know they're there. Well, how do I get the customer involved, and how do I get it to make the for the customer to believe it's their idea to do these repairs or their idea to buy a new system? And that's the psychology behind the stuff and, and why you ask things when you ask it. And it doesn't matter if you're an electrical, plumbing, HVAC, or whatever it is. If you watch those videos, you're going to get an idea of, of how to run a call better. Um, as we grow, we are, we are going to have a, a specifics for each trade. So we're doing plumbing next because that's a huge, 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 huge market. And I think that day one, we're going to probably have three to 500 companies on that just based on the amount of people I've talked to on the plumbing side. 
Um, and then electrical will be after that. We're doing solar sales. We're going to be doing uh, garage doors. Everything's going to be inside that app to be able to, you know, take a guy from the street and teach him how to do that trade. And, and it's going to, my goal is that that app is going to be able to uh, adjust the shape, the labor shortages. So how do we, how do we adjust, how do we fix the labor shortages and, and stuff in, the, in this industry? And I think this is a this is a way to do it. Um, on top of you know, I have communication with the Goodman guys, and I get to be a speaker for them now. Where I want to be part of their VR stuff they're doing too. So I'm going to have you know virtual training, like virtual reality training, so it's like a deal. Like I'm already right there in their classroom. You know what I mean? So let's talk. Let's talk from a technician level. <clears throat> Again, let's say I'm I'm in a truck currently here in this podcast, and I like the idea. What's my next step, like in terms of getting on the app? Um, and then once I'm on the app, how do I interface with it? How do, how do I use it? How does it make me more successful? So, you know, obviously the first thing is, is, is deciding you're going to make an investment on yourself, right? So, you know, a lot of guys, like if, if this thing existed when I first became a tech, I would have been so stupid rich so fast. Like I would have, I would have broke every record times 10. Okay, like if I had this tool, I it would have changed my life completely. I probably wouldn't even own a business right now. I'd be selling, I'd be making so much money selling stuff that I wouldn't need it. A lot of the stuff I had to learn along the way, and then by the time that I'm, you know, out of it, I was selling a lot. But at that point, I was already moving on. But I think that you know, if you if you want to invest in yourself, you want to get better. You know, maybe your owner doesn't want to invest, or maybe you want to have that communication with them and say, hey, look, this is going to help everybody. Um, it's first first thing you want to do is, is make that decision you want to invest in yourself and second is you know you can go to the apple store or the play store and you can buy it um it's 49 dollars a month so it's, it's literally nothing i mean it's live what a dollar dollar 25 a day or something like that and a dollar 25 a day is going to make you probably an extra 50 to a hundred thousand dollars year one uh just in the sales uh so invest in yourself go online buy it once you buy it you have you have it's like having me in your pocket 24 hours a day you can watch as many videos as you want uh also inside there there's constantly new videos so every week we have new videos that are in there it's never it's never like one of those things where it's like hey this is a complete this is all complete it's never ending footage in there we have every training class that we do in southern california we actually video we do live stream of every one of them and all those live streams end up in the app too. So you get to be part of all my, all my classes at talks, you know, normally it's $1,500 to $2,000 to show up and go to class. So you're going to have it inside the app for the $49 a month. That sounds, it sounds incredible. And, um, uh, you know, I'm just checking out the app right now, actually on my phone, looking through it, uh, looking through some of the screenshots and things like that. It seems uh, intuitive. Uh, looking at some of the screenshots of the class opportunities look really cool. And the idea is, is I think, there's revolutionary. Also, there's also a community in there. So there's, a, there's an activity feed. You can post photos. You can ask. And we also have, if you go in there, there's a section where you click on manuals. I have every single... Uh, uh, instruction manual for every piece of equipment you can think of in there too. So if you're looking for equipment manuals on Linux, Goodman Carrier, whatever, all that stuff's in there. Uh, then there's a there's a community forum, so you can go ask questions to other technicians that are that are live in there. Um, at any time, there's hundreds of people that are that are inside the videos and communicating. So there's stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's it, it really is. There's really nothing else like it on the market. And the other thing, you know, I talked to my partner, and I'm like. He's like, what if someone else comes along and does it? I said, you know what? More power to them because first off, they got to be a high, high level salesperson. They also have to be good on camera. They also have to be technical. They also have a bunch have to have a bunch of time, energy, and money. 
and they have to actually follow through with it and do it. And the fact that, you know, anybody thinks that you're going to do it, I, I don't see them foresee them being able to catch us because they, they won't have, they don't have the time, energy, money, and, and ability to, to create the thing. It's just, there's no one, there's no one else out there that has that. Um, so I think it's going to be a unique thing on the market. I think there'll be competitors that try to come into the space, but I don't think that they can compete with what we built or will they ever catch up to what we built. So, uh, in terms of what you've built so far, where do you where do you see yourself going from here? I mean, is there? I know you said you want to build out plumbing, and and I'm assuming electrical after that. But in terms of you know content or kind of next level stuff, what are some of your dreams that you'd like to see the app turn into? Well, we also you know our goal we have we have multiple full time videographers now, so we want to start doing ride along videos with top guys in the country, you know, shop tours. Uh, things like that inside of there. So almost like creating our own TV show. Nice. Um, and things like that in there. And just, you know, obviously just content that gets people, gets people to use the app, but also just gets them to start thinking bigger, man. Like people think so small is mind blowing. I'm 33 now and I'm going to be a billionaire by the time I'm 40. And I tell people that and they laugh a little bit. And then I look at them with like dead ass serious. And then they're like, Oh, like you're really going to be, I'm like, yeah, like, there's so much opportunity out there. You guys just decided not to take it. It's not, it's not my prerogative. Like I'm going to go take what's out there. And there's just so much opportunity. And, and if people would take their blinders off and, and look around and, and look at how much money is being made in this industry and how big these exits are right now. Like, you know, I got, you know, you got Ken Goodrich who just made $140 million, you know, selling his AC company after six years. Like that's just insane, right? They got you know, these other platforms that are going in market. I got I got a buddy of mine about to go to market. It's going to sell for probably three hundred fifty million dollars this year. So there's a lot of money, there's a lot of opportunity, and, and there's just there's just so much room that you just have to start thinking bigger. No argument there, and that is that's another reason we wanted to have you on here is because it's refreshing to hear those perspectives. And for those who are in trucks who are listening to this, you know, it can be easy to kind of uh, become myopic in your day to day, where you're just focusing on the steering wheel and the and the next door in front of you and and the next client and the next drive and all that, and lose sight of the fact that there is so much more out there. And Victor, for what it's worth, we appreciate the fact that you're taking all the content that you have collected over your years, all the drive that you have, and putting it into a format that can be easily shareable and beneficial to everybody who's out there doing the same thing. Yeah. And, and that, that was been my goal from day one. Man. And, and, you know, along the way, if I make the money, that's great. But I think this, you know, and someone asked me what my, my why is, I said, this is my gift back to an industry that changed my life. Like this, this industry took me to places and, and done things that I never would have thought of my wildest dreams would be possible. And, and I'm going to give back as much as I can. And, you know, even if it was free, I wouldn't even care. Like I would still do it because at the end of the day, you know, your legacy is what you leave behind. I'm going to be rich no matter what. And that, that's how I look at it. And that's why I made it so affordable. Like realistically, something like this should cost way more. Like you, you got to go, you go join Nexstar, you're paying the 30,000 and you got to pay for all these, their training classes or three grand a class and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can charge that. But even like my in-person classes, I make it cheap. Like if you have a company, Brian, all it is for the entire year, $5,000 for the year, you can send as many texts as many of my trainings as you want. Also, you get access to all my all the all the trainings that we do are all via Zoom too. So all of our our contractor network people get access to all the Zoom training. 
So, you know, normally you buy a ticket to uh, uh, one of these training events for Nexar, the other one, they're like 1500 to three grand for one person to go. And I'm like, well, how can I make it affordable for everybody that wants to come? So we, we made a pass for you know, five grand a year, come out to my facility in California as many times as you want. Send, you can send a hundred texts. I don't care as long as we have room in the class. And then also, if you don't want to fly out, you can have all your guys getting high level training via Zoom or via the app. You know what I mean? That's fantastic. Uh, and so, Victor, if I'm if I'm interested in learning more about the app, or I'd like to sign up for it, is the best way to do it straight through the app, or is there a website or something else that would be the first step? So, so if you're an individual user, uh, the only way is to go through the app. So we don't sell individual uh, through our website. Uh, if you're a company, uh, go to the website. You can buy it straight through the website. Um, there's a couple different options on there depending on what level you want, how many how many employees you have. Uh, but if you go that route, then it's, it's, I would buy it through the website, which is servicehereacademy.com. Um, but if you are just an individual user, you want to invest in yourself only, uh, then just go to, you know, like I said, the Apple Store or the Play Store and download it that way. Uh, when you do download it through the through the Apple Store and stuff like that, you will have web access to it. So if you're on a computer, you can still go to Service Hero Academy and watch videos through the website. Um, or you can watch it through your tablet, iPhone, or tablet or phone, or whatever you want to watch it in. That's great. And so you're not, not only are you uploading uh, new content every week, but you're also providing the live streams like you talked about. So that, that can be part of uh, a regular weekly process as well. Yeah. So you, you know, like I said, uh, between me and my, my brother runs a lot of the technical training classes. Like we have some airflow classes coming up and then, oh, like I have some, I have uh, some sales mastery classes. So I do, I only do two of them a year. Um, I don't, it's just, it, it wears, I obviously, you guys know I have, I'm running, I have like 14 other businesses that I own. So I'm always doing a lot of stuff. So for me to take two full days and just put my phone away and go focus on guys, is pretty difficult. Uh, but I do it twice a year. So I'm doing one this week on the 10th and 11th. And then I got another one in two weeks on the 24th and 25th. But those classes, once you leave there, those guys, everybody that's ever come to one of my sales mastery classes gone back and they're multi-million dollar salesmen. Even, I even have one guy, he came as a technician and when I left there, I said, you're not a technician. You need to go home and tell your boss that you're a sales guy and you need to give him this and tell me you need to give you the opportunity. You're not going to work there anymore. He's like, what? I'm like, tell him you are a sales guy. Like the guy, after he got done with the training, I'm like, this guy's a son. But uh, he went home and he sold 3.5 million last year and he started in March. Oof. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, as we bring things in for a landing here, Victor, um, we we uh, are always looking for kind of the next thing. And so just uh, out of curiosity, you know, I, I know you're always looking for that thing as well. What what else do you have in the back pocket that you're looking to do besides the app? Um, you know, I, I throw big events. So, you know, we have, a, we have our annual hero event coming up in October. Um, it's something that, you know, if, you, if you've ever been to like a, a trade show in our industry or any of these events, they're always pretty boring. Um, this, this event is nothing to do with selling you crap. It's all about content. Um, so if you guys, you know, if you guys have the opportunity, I know the tickets will sell out fast. You know, we sold out last year. We're going to sell out this year, probably in the next 30 to 90 days, we'll be sold out for our October event. Um, but come out, I got some of the, the best sales guys in the country from, you know, Daniel Royas and, and Jason Walker and myself and countless other guys that are going to have a sales training room. And then if you're a, you're a business owner, we have our business, uh, the main, the main stage, which is going to have some of the best operators in the country coming up and talking about 
what they do and how they implement. You know, I got Wyatt Hempworth, I got Ishmael Valdez, Tommy Mello, uh, Louis Bruno, Landon Brewer, a um, uh, lady that owns uh, Ellen Rohr from uh, Zoom Drain. And then I got some really great speakers. I got uh, uh, Brad Lee, who uh, runs a company called Closure School. Uh, another guy named Sean Wayland, uh, who owns Lions Not Cheap. And then I also have as our headliner, we have David Goggins, who's probably the baddest dude on the planet. Uh, he's going to be speaking to. So if you guys have an opportunity, it's going to be October 20th through the 22nd uh, in, at a resort world in Las Vegas. It's going to be like we do. I do things like VIP. Like last year, I rented out a $40,000 a night penthouse to throw the after parties in. Um, so you get to experience some stuff that you normally don't get to do. So um, that, that's kind of my other passion is throwing these big events. So we're going to continue to do that every year. Our goal next year is to have 3,000 people at our event. That's incredible. And if we are interested in joining one of those events, where's the best place to sign up for that? Uh, Service Hero uh, 10X, so the number 10x.com. Uh, uh, those those tickets right now, they're on sale um, until the end of February, I believe. So it's only $14.95 just for a general admission. And then it's $24.95 for VIP, which includes a meet and greet with all the speakers and also the after hours parties and stuff. So it's, it's really, it's actually really affordable. Uh, for what for what we're bringing to the table on the event, fantastic. And then on, on top of that, you know, I'm I'm part of uh, you know, I'm a partner of Estera, which is a CRM. Um, I don't know if you guys have really know much about it, but I I will tell you right now, within the next ten months, we are going to surpass Service Titan as far as the software itself, and it's going to change the way you guys operate your business. So my business, as I switched over to it, um, we just we just finished December with a 31 percent net. And a lot of it's to do with the software because it helps you eliminate the amount of people and inefficiencies within your business. Uh, I was an ex-service type user and I had higher extra employees to try to track numbers and make things feel right. And it was just never right. Now I'm able to, I was able to eliminate, you know, 30% of my office staff and run better and my entire staff happier. So if you guys are looking for a new software, I'd check out Sarah. It's, it's fantastic. Nice. How do you spell that? S-E-R-A. Okay. The guy who, made, who created uh, Sarah is uh, a great, great, great guy in our industry named Billy Stevens. And his his background, his company was the first company to sell the private equity, which is Berkey's in in, um, in Dallas. And they ended up becoming what's, what's called the Wrench Group now. Uh, and the process that he taught, that he did with his business is how he built the software. To make it as his, his big thing is how to how do I eliminate inefficient you know inefficiencies within a business and how do I go take it because most HVAC businesses run probably about forty to forty five percent efficient. How do I get that to eighty percent efficient, ninety percent efficient, or one hundred percent one day? And that's how he built the software and he built himself a, a great business out in Dallas called uh, Billy Go Plumbing Company. Uh, they ran at a thirty two percent EBITDA last year, um, and they're a three year old business doing twelve million with thirty two percent of the bottom line. Fantastic. That's amazing. Well, this has been amazing. Our guest has been Victor Rancor and make sure if you are interested in learning more about what he's talking about to check out servicehero.academy.com or the app, which is also called the service hero Academy app. Uh, you can find that on both the Apple store as well as the Google store. Um, thanks so much for joining us today, Victor. It's been a pleasure hearing from you, hearing your story. It's an inspiration, I think to all of us. 
uh, regardless of whether you're in the trades or not to hear somebody who's come from, you know, what, what I would say would be little, you know, living out of one room and, and now owning multiple companies and, and, uh, doing the things that you're doing. So that's awesome, man. We appreciate you taking time to share that story with us and also to develop that into the content you can share with the world. And also, and also, if you guys, you know, you don't want to invest any money and you just want to join a community of, of like-minded people, we have a Facebook group called Home Service Heroes. Um, you can join that and there's always, there's always stuff that's put in there. I do a lot of, I do a lot of free live training in there too. Uh, so if you guys want to join that group, there's, there's a, a 3,300 people in it now and it's only continuing to grow and it's just a great community and you can ask questions and you can, you can kind of be yourself in that, in that group. So if you don't want, you don't have the money to invest. Uh, join our free group and you'll be able to get pick up some knowledge along the way too. Victor has even, uh, I've seen, I've seen you do something that I do here, which is I'll, we'll just have a, uh, like an impromptu Friday morning meeting where we don't actually have yeah. meetings on Friday where I'll say, throw out your, your best objections, the ones that stop you the most. And I saw you actually did a live version of that. Um, what was it? A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and then also I, you know, I have a podcast too. So if you guys are interested, I it's called the Hero Podcast. You can check it out on Spotify or Apple, or we do, uh, or on YouTube, we have it on there too. Yeah, and that is a video podcast. Yeah, it's a video podcast, and then obviously we we upload it, we upload the audio to uh, Spotify and Apple and all the other platforms. Awesome, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. It was good to finally talk to you, and uh, hopefully, we will see you in October. Oh yeah, man. I can't, I, you know what? You guys aren't going to want to miss it, man. It's going to be, it's going to be great. You guys want to set up your podcast there too. We got to, we got to flip a podcast area too and stuff like that set up. So, uh, pleasure, man. I, you know, it's finally glad to, you know, finally get on the phone with you and talk. And I know we've been going back and forth for a while, but, uh, I like what you guys are doing and just keep it up and, and hopefully we can just keep helping as many people as possible. Amen, man. That's the name of the game. All right. Thanks. All right, Victor. Guys. Have a great Have a day. day, man. Have a good one. That's it for our friend Victor Rancor. It was awesome to hear from him. And man, is that app exciting? I am checking that thing out right now and it's really cool. Uh, and I think that could be revolutionary for some of you who may not have, uh, you know, the, the level of training or the level of experience that perhaps everybody is blessed with. And so even if you are looking to develop yourself, that could be a great opportunity for you to do that and an excellent tool to put into your arsenal. And we appreciate Victor for taking the time, the money, and the energy to put into that app to make it available for all of us. So uh, that is our motto here, challenging you to get better. That's what we want to be doing every single day. We want to be wasting none of it and making sure that we are making the most of every moment. And this is a great opportunity to do that. We continue to challenge you in that ends as well as getting better technically, communications, performance-wise, and just making yourself the best that you can be. So we look forward to hosting more exciting guests. We have a couple more great podcasts coming up here in the next couple of weeks, and we're really excited to share those with you. And uh, make sure you leave us a rating and tell us uh, what you think about the podcast. Share your comments, share the podcast with other people, other people that you know. We'd love to hear more from you. As we do every single week, we want to leave you with our challenge, which is to choose to wake up every single morning and waste no day.